how about Ray Charlie Brown? And he's like, <laughs> oh, I got a rock. And also I play the piano. Buzz like he's flying through a space-time portal. He's got Ivan guiding him there. Thinking, hey, diddle diddle, there's a cat but no fiddle. That's okay, he's the reason we care. Angus took a big chance on this man in cap romance, so now Socks always knows what to say. If only Buzz wasn't Zerg, it's a plot twist that's absurd. But having Socks makes the movie okay, so we record about Socks this way. Talk this way. Socks this way. Podcast today. Grant this way. Dimitri this way. They have guests. Sometimes good guests. So listen to this. Wait, before we started, I was going to ask if you had any topic ideas. We'll make um, it up to the fly, because I'll stay in it. Are, I mean, like, this you is, don't have any choice like, in that. This is like when an indie band starts a song, and then you hear the studio chatter. It's like, that was good, we should go again, you know? You get, like, 10 seconds of, like, studio noise. But <laughs> it's it's 20. Uh, this is like the get back of podcasts. Yes, intro. Do the intro. I'm not doing it. Hi, right. I'm Grant Keller. And I'm Dimitri Keogh. And this is Socks Talk, a podcast where we talk exclusively about socks, cat from Lightyear, and justify my $400 purchase of a life-size socks toy. Today, we're joined by Jacob Hirsch. That's me, the, the soulful white boy. Famed Alaskan acquaintance of Dimitri. <laughs> yeah, casual acquaintance. Oh, Can you introduce me as friend of the show? That's all. I've never been the friend of, a show, of any show. <laughs> okay, let me redo your answer. And we're joined today by Jacob Hurst, friend of the show. Thank you. It's such an honor. Grant's going to cut everything that went before that, but that's gold. Do you want to edit it? Yeah. Dimitri did not edit it. So, Jacob, great to have you here. Grant just cut anywhere from three to 13 minutes. <laughs> Jacob, do you have any thoughts on Zox? Yes, this was Jacob's virgin voyage on Lightyear. So, what are your, like, brief Lightyear thoughts? I didn't hate it as much as I expected I would, especially considering the only thing that I had to go on was Dimitri's, like, 10 letterbox reviews where he was like, this is awful this is hell like basically doing like marlon brando in apocalypse now where he's like i saw a snail crawl across the edge of a razor blade just like staring into nothing and like seeing <laughs> nothing in response so i went into it with very low expectations but it wasn't terrible it was certainly not great but i i mean it was a children's movie not really marketed to me i have some specific thoughts i forget how the exact format of this goes but before you get into specific thoughts I'd like to... so how did you watch this movie i watched it in my basement i was drinking a couple of crown and cokes and it was on disney plus and and I think my dog was there, and it was a Friday night, and I was not out partying. I was watching Lightyear in my parents' basement. Now, did you uh, watch IMAX Enhanced or regular? I just watched just straight up regular. No out. bells and whistles. Did I miss something by not? Not at all. You didn't miss anything. IMAX Enhanced is pretty okay in a few areas for your first watch. But Grant and I got on the phone, and I'm, 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 we don't really mention our watches, but I'll, I'll mention it for this one because it's a special watch. I had a few drinks, and this was 5 p.m. on a Sunday. It was 8 p.m. for Grant, and we get on the phone, so we watched Lightyear, except I decided. I'm going to do, do something a little bit. I did a special watch that we categorize as two ways. One is Lightyear Noir. It was black and white. I turned down the color on the TV. Like so, when they did Logan. Exactly yeah. like exactly. that. But also I had another caveat. I turned off all sound <laughs> and it was just subtitles. So I watched it like a 1930s silent film. Like it was a Chaplin-esque comedy, really focusing in on the performances, the physical comedy of a picture that can only be really described as an absolute crackerjack. <laughs> That's such a funny visual is you just in dead silence and it's just like <laughs> 
like doing the taxi driver stare in the movie theater. Ray and I watched what could only be described as a buoyant 12 reader. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't watch 1930 Lightyear like you because I watched it in glorious standard definition. We're put on this earth and we're given so many hours in the day and like you're supposed to use them for fun and for feasting and fighting and you have to go explore the splendor of nature and I don't know what the point I'm making here is. Jacob, uh, Jacob, you're right. Jacob, that's why I didn't want to do this podcast. Jacob, I put off calling my mom. I was supposed to speak to her this weekend. Haven't, but I watched Lightyear and I'm doing a Lightyear podcast. We were put on this earth and the people we love are put on this earth for so little time. You're like a medieval flagellant, like a monk that beats himself because he knows he's not worthy of God's love. But not only you know, did I watch it in standard definition, Jacob, no. I also watched it on mute so I could live the life of everyone's favorite Marvel character, Echo. Who is that? He's a I kind of checked out of Marvel after like Endgame. I haven't really... <laughs> no, that's the way to yeah. do it, but she's just a deaf woman. That's it. That's, that's it? There's no like, she doesn't get like a daredevil thing. She's just a deaf broad. I don't think she gets better eyesight. I watched all that that's... show she was in and I know less about the character now. Incidentally, and I thought I was like losing my mind, but Commander Hawthorne is replaced by Commander Burnside. And I was like, and what the hell is this? Because these are both Portland bridges. So I thought I was like making that up and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's real. Okay. Look, but where's Angus <laughs> McLean from? He's from Portland. He's this from is Portland. a known fact. Yeah. This is breaking shoes. I knew about this. Right Did I never bring okay. it up? Right. You Grant never brought this up. This is incredible. Yeah, if, if you check out the nameplates on like the guard sock shoots, that lady's also named after a bridge. Which bridge? Couldn't fucking tell. Wow, Jacob. Fucking putting in the goddamn word. I'm like sitting there with a cigarette like McConaughey and True Detective. I'm like, something doesn't add up. <laughs> so, Jacob, what are your socks thoughts? He was one of the bright spots in an otherwise really dull movie. At times, it felt really, like, manufactured, you know? Like, ah, oh, we have to have a cute, a fun mascot. Uh, I guess a cat? A cat that talks, you know? Whatever. For the most part, socks felt like that it was like, all right, I'll, I'll rock with this for a little bit. I'm fine with it. He's a cat, and he talks, and he's got sort of a fun C-3PO voice. So I'm generally on board with socks. I'm firmly on board the socks train to the extent that it saved me from having to endure an otherwise, like, really kind of grim 90 minutes. What did we think of Socks as a silent comedian? He was Keaton-esque. Lightyear pays on page to Airy Lang in so many subtle ways. But see, I think Socks as a silent comedian, a lot of his bits are actually physical. Like the way he walks is fucking funny. Yeah, that's why I'm getting more Little Tramp vibes than Keaton. Yeah. Oh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> see, if you were to remake Sherlock Jr. right now, would it not star Socks? Oh, Jacob seems that. Thoughts. I don't like Taika Waititi. Sorry, we'll save that for later. Yeah, no, I think that Socks is probably more of a chaplain than a Keaton. Buster's known for the stone face. Socks gets very expressive. But Socks that, that, is a robot, so arguably he can only be stone face. I want to know why not. they packaged him with a mouse if he was never actually going to use it. Because that's like a real, they already had, they had the laser pointer gag, you know, where he's like, I gotta, oh, I'm going to get it, you know. And why, first, second of all, why would you put that and also program him with the desire to chase a laser pointer? What's the point, you know? But the mouse thing felt like Chekhov gun that never went off and i was like well now i've been teased i've been mouse teased and i haven't been mouse finished so <laughs> you know yeah. what would have been good for the checkoff mouse of it all if instead of old socks the mouse worked for zerg because he was neglected i wouldn't buy that for two fucking seconds i at least like an end gag you know like you do an end credit scene and he's just chasing a mouse around and it's like okay i'll, I'll well, Jacob, i've gone, did you watch I've gone further on less gas i thought i did and then i heard i learned later that there were two end credit scenes i didn't see so did, did, did you research them yeah something about the berserk and 
was God another damn it. One of the newer bits on the pod is me aggressively <laughs> asking the guest, so do you think Zerg died or not? Well, I thought he did, and then I, what, uh, the internet leads me to believe that, in fact, he hasn't. What so if I told you he was alive? I would believe it. That's the other thing, too, is that if you are to rock with this storyline, right, that also has to tie into the fact that in Toy Story 2, he runs into Zerg, and there's nary a mention of Bold Buzz, and if those toys are all movie tie-ins, then it should be... Nay, nay, nay! <laughs> nay, 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 Grant, please, go for it. So, Jacob, I bet you didn't think there's a lot of complex lore behind Lightyear, but... <laughs> Let me fill you in. So Lightyear, the film you watched, is not actually from 1995, and Andy's toy is not from the film. Lightyear is actually a movie from 1986, and it had a, a spin-off TV series called Buzz Lightyear Star Command, starring Patrick Warburton. It came out in the 90s-slash-early aughts here. You may be familiar with it. And that, with it. that TV show is what Andy's Buzz is based on. That's why he looks more like a cartoon. That's why there's no socks toy. If I, if I may, if I may, as Grant told me the other day, <laughs> socks does not exist in the Toy Story universe because socks is only in the movie, and the distributor <laughs> of the movie couldn't afford to have a toy line. They so, could not secure a licensee. So, so the, wait, so 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 what are all the what are all the Toy Story toys based off the show? The Jake. show from when? Nineteen eighty six. Yes. When is wait? When is that from? When, when is that mentioned? Never. Is this one of those things that Disney puts out, or is this? This is something like, the director like, Angus McLean like, has tweeted. Are you like Pepe Silvieing this whole thing? Oh, okay, yes. this is a tweet. This is right. from the head honcho Angus. Rest in peace, his job. But also, we well, love then, it. Well, then why does why does it start out by saying this is the movie that he watched? Which I have a serious thought about that. That actually I have a serious thing about. But why does it say that in the beginning of the thing that this is the movie that that dear Andy liked? Pixar legend Andrew Stanton said, "Angus, this is way too complicated. Can we make it simple?" Apparently, it was like a paragraph or two. There was gonna be multiple title cards. That's like heinous. like dedicated to explaining it. And Andrew Stanton came in. He and said. Was like, Three sentences is what you get. That's like way too fucking much for a children's spin-off movie. Especially when a lot like of not... these audiences can't read. Well, you have to remember that most audiences are functionally illiterate. Credits come up and they're like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate the lore expansion, I suppose. I don't really know that it like enhanced my enjoyment of this film, such as it was, but it's but you, nice to know. You have it in your brain permanently now. Yeah, there's one thing. There's one factoid in there that I will never be able to like, lose, and I, I won't be able to remember something for like law school, something I actually have to know. But I will know that Angus McLean did some fucking Twitter rant about how it's actually from <laughs> the thing I care so infinitesimally little about. It's... Yeah, but next but, I Icebreakers game, and someone says, "What's a fun fact?" There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing the Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's pointing at the board. He's like, <laughs> "It's Jake." If you you throw away that fact, I've never <laughs> forgotten that fact. Once Grant told me, I told, I had to remind you yesterday. You had forgotten it. <laughs> but Lightyear takes up a lot of my brain. Though. You you don't think it does? You think I can walk down the street like a normal human being and not fucking think of Lightyear? Instead of the sex offender blue dot, he has an orange dot for socks. He has to be like, I, 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 and I do host a podcast about socks I cat from Lightyear. That's, yeah. So the next segment, there's two titles.
titles and you get to choose. Brant chose one, I chose the other. This is for your favorite socks moment. One is meow moment, but then the second one is the cat's pajama. I, I heard this on one of the, the pods and I already have my answer. It's going cat's pajamas easy. <laughs> just because I, I love that phrase. Oh shit. We have, we have a man of letters upon us. We have a very intelligent future <laughs> lawyer and he and he understands that the cat's pajamas is like a good fucking phrase and it's so it's 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 cleverly used here and meow moments is simply like an alliterative it's like gotcha journalism <laughs> you hear it and you're like oh i'd love to go with that but the more intelligent option is right in front of you, and you know, i don't want to tell you i give the people what they what they want and what they want is alliteration it also, it also evokes such a pleasant image in my head of a cat wearing pajamas it also if there, there's a key and peel sketch where he's like man you got lightning in a bottle and he's like man that's nothing i got the cat's pajamas and it's like a set of pajamas that always makes me chuckle so yeah uh, uh, who came up with the cats? Was that Demi? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that's good. Magic. I like it. So, Jacob, what is your cat's pajamas <laughs> moment? I don't get to say that very often. I like, in general, when he would spin his head around and he would say, beep, boop, beep, boop. Because that was, like, kind of stupid, but it was, it felt like a sight gag that I would come up with off of, like, three beers, you know, a cat who's, like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. It's, like, not funny at all, but it's it's very pleasant. I like the way he talked to voice, because you could have gone two ways with the voice. You could have gone, like, you know, or you could have gone, like, too tough shirt, like, too C-3PO with it, where he's, like, I'm having a terrible time. But you kind of hit like right in the middle, right? Where he's sort of like a little bit uptight, but not really. Can I say also, I feel like there was a lot of cool character design, like visually, that was wasted on such a, like a kind of stupid movie. Like there was some shit that, I forget exactly what the Zap Quad or whatever. The Zap they Patrol? Up and I was like, yeah, they look, it looked like like Warhammer extras. And I was like, this is kind of sick. And then I remember that I was watching a children's movie where they can't like, just let it be, you know? And they had to be like, oh, I'm zippy zap, you know? They couldn't just be serious. The Zap Patrol doesn't get a lot of love on this podcast. Zap, zap. That also sounds like a 50s gang, by the way. Yeah. The Jets, the Sharks, and the Zap Patrol. Like... <laughs> so my favorite socks moment, I think the silent comedy was absolutely phenomenal, is when it's in the real fucking shitty scene where Mo Morrison drops the keys. And you know when you drop your keys and your alarm goes off? So it's, it's in the moment where the B team is going their fucking way and Socks and the Lightyear are going their way. And Socks is in the helmet and just he's like fucking squirming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. He orients himself, and the way his eyes look at Buzz, I'm reminded of Harry Lloyd. And I can't help but smile. It's exactly. like Sox's version of the clock gag. Exactly. You you read my mind. So I, I felt like I was watching Safety Last at the Academy Museum for a few seconds. So my cat's pajamas oh, is God. when there's a scene in a car, which is when we're getting first acquainted with the junior Zap Patrol of Moe, Darby, and Izzy. And Izzy and Buzz are chatting, and it was muted. I didn't, I didn't hear what they were saying, and I didn't want to read it. So I was just looking at Socks, and there's a great moment where he just looks up at Izzy. He looks a little vacant there, and you know, if I was in in that moment, I would also look vacant because I don't care what they're saying. And I just felt that was a good, relatable little moment. Socks has huge fucking eyes, and it's so cute. <laughs>
So like, so like when he's in Izzy's lap and the scene is just garbage <laughs> and you're looking for any reason to not fucking kill yourself in the moment, you see Sox's big eyes and it's just like, God, this cat is one cute motherfucker. It is a phenomenal little moment that you really wouldn't notice until you were 10 or 18 watches in. This was 19. 19 watches in. Good God. Jesus Christ. You've spent an entire day of your life. More than Yeah, but, but Grant spent days of his life in Pandora. I haven't spent enough days of my life in Pandora. I did really like Avatar 2. That was good. Good film. For my college graduation, I, I went to Disney World, Florida, because I needed to go to Pandora physically and not only spiritually. Yeah, I needed to jack in. I needed to be, I needed to be Jake Soli. Or I needed to perform was... Sahelu. Make the bond. Yeah, okay. I take issue with this film's presentation in the sense that divorced from like all that backstory that McClane <laughs> has like tweeted out if you just take this strictly at face value right this is a movie that was made in 1995 and allegedly it was andrew's favorite movie i call him his christian name because we're not in the first we're not we're not good friends right first of all it doesn't distinguish itself as being from 1995 there's nothing like that particularly stands out as being like a mid-90s movie you can do a disney children's movie and like call like make reference to like specific period pieces and like eras of movie making like the incredibles like fantastic movie reminiscent of like film noir and like 50s detective and like all this shit from like the design down to the score like brad bird is the you know the goat so that movie wasn't from 1950 but it could have been it might as well have been this is like i'm from 1995 and i do nothing to prove it maybe you even like in the marketing you're like hey catch it on vhs or laserdisc or whatever i'm not even asking that much i don't care i just think that like you can't say your movie's from 1995 and then do nothing to prove it no like, everything was, about it down to the sense of humor to the look is present day besides it not being a fun movie my other main issue with it is that like you've crossed the finish line but you haven't earned it one i said as stocks and that got zero fanfare. I didn't hear it. That's good. I didn't hear it either, that's but that's funny. Good. I would have said Macaulay Culkin is socks. Oh, that's okay. good. I like that a lot more. Very good. Steven Seagal can be Zerg. Jonathan yes. Taylor. Yes, there we go. Another problem with the movie is that Buzz has no personality. Buzz is Chris Evans, and Chris Evans at his core is a dullard. A flat, <laughs> you know, just sort of a guy that you like, I don't give a shit. What is Chris Evans going to do to me? <laughs> Nothing. Chris... No, you're just right. <laughs> yeah, he's like a flat hunk. <laughs> That is like at least even like the other Chris has more personality. At least Hemsworth is like oh, I'm as chatty. Chris Evans is just like I was in a Danny Boyle movie and then I was in uh, an Edgar Wright movie and now I make more money than God and I don't really have to have a personality besides that. But the best Chris is Pine. Yeah, the best Chris is Pine. The best Chris was that's he's been in the best movie, which is Hell or High Water. I made this point. I was like five minutes into Lightyear and I realized to myself that Chris Evans in this movie and in most of his roles talks like he's narrating audio porn for women. <laughs> And then I threw her down, you know, just like shit like that. And that's all he has to be. Even in the movie, the movie, he looks like a cop who turns his body cam on. That's not me originally. Somebody else tweeted that. Yeah, no, it sounds familiar, but it's still, it's still a great point. I think Taika Waititi gets too much fucking screen time, just in general. I, the, the boat, the ship has sailed. I just think that, like, he's overstayed his welcome that he, like, very justifiably had after Hunt for the Wilder People and, um, oh, What We Do in the Shadows. Both delight, they're delightful. They were fine. And then, like, I don't know, he just showed up at 
everything. And it was like, I don't care for this anymore. I want another quirky guy. No, he's joined the at. ranks with Ryan Reynolds as if I see him on screen, I it's get angry. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. That's perfect. I couldn't have put it better. I think it really started to hit when the Free Guy trailer was just everywhere for like three years because of the pandemic. And you just had to keep seeing those two all the time together not being funny. I just got the trailer for whatever his new fucking movie's called. Taika's new movie. Next Goal Win, I think. And there's just one shot of him in the trailer and it made me want to run out the door. I called it something else. I would have called it Ted Asshole. <laughs> it would have been a much better movie, <laughs> <laughs> movie title. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave in the whole gap. Eviscerated <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Just... Can we get one more time? I just think everyone needs to hear it again. Yeah, or they should have called it Ted Asshole instead. <laughs> I've been sitting on that one since I saw the trailer, and I didn't have anywhere to, like, voice it. It's right here. Now, now I have a venue. <laughs> I saw it, and immediately I was like, oh, what's this? Fucking... And then it's just, it's been, like, simmering, like, sitting in the fucking rear of my brain, giving me, like, a tumor. My last point on it is that I get why he's, like, loser of the Teen Choice Award. He famously beat out fucking Little Women in the adapted Oscar for fucking Jojo. I, I like Jojo Rabbit. Jojo a Rabbit's a bad movie, and you should feel bad for liking it. No, I like the movie a lot, but Little Women's, like, an incredible, like, piece of fucking art. He won an Oscar. It's only, no, it's, it's his second. What did he win for before? Some film. short film he did. I don't know what it's called. But, called like but, two okay, brothers sit in a car. Technically, he's a two-time Oscar winner, and he's calling himself the loser of an Academy Award. Like that. Like fuck you. Anyhow, yeah. Taika Waititi has Lin Manuel Miranda face and Brian Reynolds <laughs> syndrome. I don't wish to see to hear any more from him for quite a while. See, he's gonna do another thing. Like I won't see Next Goal wins. I saw Next Goal wins, not by choice. I went to a mystery screening and turned out to be the movie, but I said through it. I could have left. I didn't. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's bad. I should have left. Back to the show. I think Grant's gonna see next goal wins because Grant has nothing better going on. How dare you? Hate to say it. He was right. I mean, he got me. You know what else I didn't like? I didn't like his stupid fucking pen gag. Oh. That, that bugged the shit out of me. The worst don't thing in the movie. It. Jacob, Jacob, literally, don't get us fucking started. <laughs> do you like fucking... the part where it has absolutely no payoff? Because you could see them do that. I was like following the streams of plot, like Sherlock and that shitty BBC show. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, hey. It's not good. You would it's defend okay. Sherlock. It's not very good. I liked it, though. Of course. But you see them do all this stupid <laughs> shit where it's like, Damn autopilots! By the end, he's gonna need an autopilot or some shit. <laughs> oh, I got a pain. Fucking started on the autopilots, all right. Don't get him. Started. In the first fifteen minutes, he must say like eight things that he hates about autopilots. Uh, I've got a pain. I've got a pain. I'm gonna play with it. 
and then by the end they need the pen for something. The only dumb piece of shit gag that didn't actually pay off was the sta- the sandwiches reverse sandwich thing. And I was like, how are they gonna turn turn this into something? And they never did, and that just made me madder at it. Jacob, it was Jacob, like, Jacob, it's thematic because over time things and people can change. It's I like thematic. the sandwich metaphor because, uh, like in re- the real world, things get worse over time. Yeah, things get shittier and soggier and wetter. It was, it's really funny just to think like, because this movie wears its influences on its sleeve and not in a good way, not in like a fun, like, uh, oh, I, I'm, hey, these are my influences and I, I respect these people. This is just like, oh, I saw Interstellar a couple times and like, I guess I'll just do that. For a bit. <laughs> yeah. Even the robots having fucking capital lettered names obviously was like, the original was like 2001, but more recently and what more people remember, Interstellar. So it's like Eric and Derek and all this Ivan. All this, all these quirky twee robots with silly names, and even like Disney's Disney stealing from itself, doing like Wally. Anyway, I, I really wanted to get into Cartman. I remember because I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> trying to be like, I'm getting into Cartman. Like you're like you're getting into like fucking Fellini or something. Yeah, I'm, I've been really getting into Cartman lately. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in my Cartman era. <laughs> We're yeah, I've been the... really getting into like Eric Eric Cartman. Have you seen Have you seen anything? He's... Oh, he's like really good. He's kind of like transgressive. Yeah, he's got sort of an outsider approach to film. <laughs> Next oh, time we yeah, see him, he's really, gonna been, be in a blue I've been watching beanie. a lot of like Eric Cartman. <laughs> that's such a good. That's maybe the funny one of the funniest things you've ever said. <laughs> I feel like saying I'm in my Cartman era films would be like if like you're a fucking freshman in film school, be like, oh my god, like what are your favorite movies? And I'm like, all right, uh, Blue Valentine, Derek Saint France, uh, Brother Shabor, Jack Tenney, uh, what is the movie called? Burned by Myrrh from Impractical Jokers. Like, I, 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 I feel like you could make that part of your like real world. Like, yeah, no, have you seen Myrrh's film? Like, it's 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 part of the American new way. I mean, to fucking, like make it part of Linklater's generation. Like, Burn is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I heard. I heard the behind-the-scenes stories. He turned down getting a car from his dad to make this movie. Yeah, I, I heard it's it's sort of like a it's kind of like when James Cameron got all the money from those dentists to finance Terminator, but instead of dentists, it's four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass <laughs> each other. <laughs> Greg and I were, were doing the Impractical Joker marathon where, like... We were, were micro-dosing the Impractical Joker movie by watching two to five minutes at a time over weeks. That's such a horrible way to consume TV. We never and, finished and it. We, we, we never finished the movie. It was so fucking bad. I love the Impractical Jokers, but, like, the movie's so bad. This is my idea, my million-dollar idea, which is that every, like, prank show comes together and they just, like, hang out. Uh, so it's, like, the jackass guys uh impractical jokers does ridiculousness count yes oh my god yeah ridiculous fuck damn all those like true tv dumbasses like uh, adam conover is like in a like getting his Uh, head in the toilet everything he he does (laughs) he's made a successful career (laughs) dimitri's damning I'm looking at my notes, and then half of them are like, I hate when the computer talks, I hate when the computer talks. And then half of them are like, I'd be going berserk in the pussy. (laughs) (laughs) You you hate it? Tell it to my Ivan, asshole. (laughs)
<laughs> Demetrius just pulled out his Ivan fanny bag. That Grant yes. bought me. It's my own personal Ivan. Can you can you imagine when somebody I bring home asks me about my personal Ivan or asks me about my 10-inch Babu Frick? What am I supposed to tell them? <laughs> Jacob, what am I supposed to tell them? You have a problem that only, like, science can heal. Are you Babu freaking kidding me right now? Look at this guy. <laughs> Jacob, what if I told you he's the best mechanic in the galaxy? These are all just things I've bought you. As we wind down, we'll ask you what we ask every person. Jacob, what is Lightyear? It's a real calculated cash grab by a company that is probably one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. And <laughs> every ounce of this movie is like run over in a boardroom by a bunch of stuffed shirts, just desperately trying to like suck any ounce of nostalgia or like calculated cuteness out of it. Hence socks. Socks is a very obvious corporate play but one that I happen to enjoy for the most part. But he's like a good one, though. In the moment right now, this kind of guy is fine. You can have socks. But you try it one more time, pal. We're taking you to the cleaners. I have a question. Maybe you can answer this. Every other robot in the movie has an acronym name, right? A meaning. Ivan is something. I forget what. Yeah, it's like integrated. Virtual, virtual. assistant. Something a virtual assistant. something yeah. navigator. Okay, yeah. Every, they all have one. Socks is a robot assistant. What does his name stand for? Nothing. He sucks because Nothing. he has white feet. Oh, Super yeah. obnoxious xenophobe. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> okay. Can he be a super obnoxious xylophone? I know we're almost at the end of this, but the the, the bit where, where old Buzz talks about going to the edge of space and finding like artifacts of an old civilization and then never talking about it again <laughs> is one of the most cosmically like horrific parts of that movie because it's like... He yeah, did a genocide. Found, it's very chilling. No joke, I was like, Jesus. Again, you read into the movie and it's like, oh, so Buzz just happened upon a spaceship full of a robot and he could figure out all the technology no he captain cook like a ton of folks well like, i wouldn't even yeah, say he's... he fully figured out the technology he couldn't get the fucking robots to say buzz also a civilization that has figured out time travel and like intergalactic spacecraft can't figure out like life extension i don't think that holds water what do you think their sandwiches were like I think it was sort of a wrap. I think it was like a tortilla yeah. and then all the fillings. I think it could be a pita. I think that the, like the spacefaring civilizations inevitably like revert to the KFC double down. <laughs> And that's like their platonic. Everything is between two pieces of fried chicken. <laughs> so I think we've come to the end of the show. And I'm going to... I'm about to do it. So I'd like to thank Izzy Hawthorne for saving socks from floating out into space. I'd like to thank Alicia Hawthorne for gifting Buzz socks. And I'd like to thank Buzz for saving socks from being decommissioned from Star Command. I'd like to thank Pat Scahill and Led Van Rensselaer for a phenomenal new Sock Sock intro. I'd like to thank Joan Didion, she's, she wrote a hell of a fucking novel in Slashing Towards Bethlehem, and I've been scared to finish it. Like, it's a rare book where I don't want to finish it because it is... It's sublime. Like, maybe the best writing I've ever read. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like me reading my current Flintstone comic books. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. Um, I'd like to thank Alexander Pushkin for writing the next. I'm going to read uh, Eugene Ongin, which I, I might just stop reading because that's going to be too hard. I'd like to thank Jacob Hirsch for being a guest. I'd like to thank Babu Frick for being the best mechanic in the fucking galaxy. And 
times. Uh, I'd like to thank Asteroid Cities that I've seen three times. And the first time I didn't cry, the second time I cried at the end, and, and the third time I cried two minutes in and I couldn't stop crying for the first act. And then I cried at the end again. A movie that seemingly dismantles me more and more every time. An incredible picture. Jacob, do you have any thank yous? You don't have to. Oh, I do, actually, yeah. I'd like to thank the Socks Talk podcast for long You're too kind. Thank and you, maybe thank not, you. maybe not really, but look, I mean, it'll live on in our hearts and minds. And I was proud to be a guest and complain about Taika Waititi. You can follow me on Letterboxd, by the way, to learn all my, to see all my movie thoughts at Schizo Americano. Oh, and on Twitter at Young Jake Inc. Dimitri, you have to end the show. Oh, right, I forget. And as always, to our Socks Talk listeners, to our, to hopefully new fans of the one and only Jacob Hirsch, we wish you a good day and good mental. Yeah. While I'm thinking of it, it is funny to me that one of the top priorities on a hostile alien planet was establishing lesbian surrogacy, like <laughs> infrastructure to do that. I just thought that was like, I was like, hmm.